Hey guys, Tiny Brian here with you in the off season. Hoping your holidays are merry and bright. Uh, we are getting awfully close to uh, Christmas, and I uh, hope you're getting excited and having a, a, a merry time of it. And we want to add to that today uh, with another of our extended conversations. We do some other kind of bonus content coming for you a little later, closer to uh, maybe even uh, early in the new year as we're kind of just getting the last steps to getting back. We'll have some different kind of things. But anyway, today we've got some, a musician for you. And uh, we want to give you the full conversation that we had with Marcus Wilkerson, who uh, was here er in uh, October, sat down talked with us for an extended period of time, and we found it to be some good conversation. We want to share it with you here. So enjoy this full conversation, and uh, we will see you again before, the, before Christmas. And until then, this is Tiny Brian reminding you to beware of rabbits. They eat carrots. Have a good one. All right, there's those. All right, one more time. Can I have your name, please? Marcus Wilkerson. And do I have your permission to use this audio for my podcast? Yes, you do. Excellent. All right, so we are joined at this time with Marcus by Marcus Wilkerson, local Lexingtonian musician, and uh, has already appeared in our podcast once this uh, this season with a great song about a spider you may remember. So we are pleased to welcome in studio Marcus Wilkerson. Marcus, thanks for joining us on Bluegrass Home. Hey, thanks for having me. So how long have you been doing music, Marcus? Uh, pretty much all my life. I, um, you know, growing up in the church and hearing my parents sing, and, um, yeah, it's just kind of been something that I've, I've always done. But, you know, that doesn't always, um, you know, equal that's something that someone always want, has always wanted to do. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's it, it just because you're deeply steeped in it doesn't necessarily mean that's what you want to do with the rest of your life. So I find it really interesting that I, you know, have chosen this this path. I mean, my, my, my dad, you know, did that for a little bit. He, he um, kind of tried at, you know, writing some songs and, and doing some recording and, and, and having a, a bit of a career um, was not successful, but he also did not, you know, keep it going either. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, music has always been sort of like a kind of a, a mistress of mine. It's it's always been something that could, if, if it was one thing that could take me away from all the other important things in my life, it's music, you know, to a fault, you know, in some ways. Uh, but certainly it's um, solidified, you know, my, my commitment you know, to it, you know, I've, I've, I've never fought it, but mm -hmm. uh, I've just figured out a better way uh, to, to do it, um, you know, while getting other things done. Um, I'm not always successful at it um, as far as, you know, like making sure that, you know, other parts of my life aren't, you know, falling. Well, I'm not going to say I'm, I, I, I'm not, things aren't falling apart. But you know, during this this pandemic and things like that, I've also noticed that um, it's the one of the one things that that brings me peace and gives me purpose. So, Absolutely. So, what did you? What was your? I I grew up in the church as well, and and I know that for me as a church kid, I started out doing a lot of singing. Mm -hmm. Now I never really advanced into instruments. So, what was the first instrument that you you started playing? Just like you, um, I was a I was a you know I sung in the choir, you know. Um, 
and it was yeah always singing um with the radio or with the songs that my parents played my, or my grandmother or aunts and uncles played and um so i've got a lot of that in me um my the first instrument that i had actually was a mickey mouse snare drum <laughs> and uh, i remember um, and, so and, someone know. hated your parents is what you're <laughs> <laughs> actually uh, it was a gift I think my dad got it for me uh, it was wow. it was the coolest gift you know I didn't expect it uh, and I always you know how old were you then uh, four or five and um, and then you know later on you know I'd always wanted to play a, a melodic instrument we had a piano downstairs so I kind of messed around with that but really, the um, my my the first uh, melodic instrument that I actually learned to, um, to to be you know halfway proficient in is is you know the guitar. Um, but before then, um, you know I, I played uh, traditional African and West African um, um, uh, excuse me African and Afro Latin uh, uh, drums. Um, We're talking like djembe that sort of the djembe the conga. Um, in in fact, um, I'm. I'm quite the, I'd say, I, I, w I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say that I'm a scholar at it, but even though I, 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 I attempt at, at scholarly research, uh, I, I've got a lot of, you know, theories and connections and, and, and passion about it. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite learned as far as, um, you know, the history of, like, instruments in general. Mm -hmm. um, it's a fascinating subject, It is really. a very fascinating subject. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I can call myself a conguero or, you know, jimbe fola. Both of those are, uh, you know, traditional, um, you know, instrument uh, uh, players, you know, mm -hmm. people who follow the, 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 the traditions um, pretty, 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 you know, uh, uh, devoutly. <laughs> that's, sure. That's yeah. the right way to, you know. So did you, you grow up here in Lexington? I'm actually from Louisville. Oh, okay. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. so you grew up in Kentucky, just not in this, t in the yes. other L city. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, um, I grew up Catholic. Um, I, I, I attended one of four uh, traditional black Catholic churches um, in Louisville, uh, St. Augustine, mm -hmm. which is uh, where uh, Frank X. Walker, um, our, uh, our, 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 well, second to last uh, poet, poet laureate, you know, uh, got married uh, for, a, a, I'm, I'm not even going to. He, he was he got married to my to my eighth grade uh, teacher. Uh, oh wow! There, um, that's her. You know, um, uh, uh, home church, and uh, and Frank, uh, being a, a, a fraternity brother of mine, has known me since I was about fourteen or fifteen. Uh, and and so it's I mean he, he might as well. Have, I, mean, I know that 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 for a time he did attend uh, uh, Saint Augustine. Um, so pardon my ignorance, just because I'm kind of ignorant. But, okay, you know, so <laughs> growing up in the Deep Mountains, you know, Catholics are, are actually kind of, you know, I've been to a few masses over the years. Okay. But, but, you know, Catholic, Catholics is sort of that uh, like Christian magic to me. It's like, ooh, they've got robes, they have incense, they do all kinds of cool stuff. Hey, that's that, kind of cool that you, that, you, that you look at it that way, too. Yeah, um, it's, like, it, it's like Christianity combined with Hogwarts. And mm -hmm. <laughs> I could, yeah, that makes sense. It that does. makes sense. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm you know. curious, and the, the only real, uh, again, as somebody who grew up in the largely white people full mountains, mm -hmm. my only visions of, of what a, a 
ba- a, a black, predominantly black congregation is, is sort of what we see on television mm-hmm. with the, mm-hmm. the standing up and the, 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 Clapping. the yeah, the, and the preacher who has the organ that kind of goes along with him oh, and wow. yeah, well, the coordinated yeah. choirs and, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, and I know that's not really what a Catholic experience is like. So I'm, could you give me some insight? It, that, there, there's, there's much of it that, 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 you know, kind of leans on, on, on some of those. Uh, uh, attributes. Um, you know, my dad, um, being from um, uh, Indiana uh, and growing up, in, in, you know, in parts of his life in Louisville, um, he was raised uh, Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. So I have half apostolic and 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 Catholic, you know, uh, uh, roots, um, and I've seen both. One of you know, one you know, I you know, I went more consistently, and the other. Um, you know, I just uh, recall them as as kind of like uh, traumatic experiences, only because they were oh. they were they they were shocks. Oh, oh they were friend. just different for me. My, you know my what friend, I, mean? I grew up I grew up in, in churches of Christ, which is mm-hmm. has a lot in common with Catholics, and that it's quiet and, mm-hmm. and nobody really talks, mm-hmm. and the music is sedate, and 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 churches of Christ actually do uh, do communion every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing they have in common with Catholics, but. And I was maybe 16, and one of my friends invited me to their their church. Mm. Oh, well, actually, before that, I went, I'd went. went to Florida, where my dad is from. Mm. And his brothers and sisters down there, they're all Church of God, Assembly of God, mm. uh, just real excitable. Yeah. And uh, I went, and I, this was, we had went down there to visit my aunt, who had just had heart surgery. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, why don't you come to our church service with me tonight? And we went with my aunt and my other aunt, who also has heart issues, and we went to this Assembly of God church. Oh. And, you know, the music was loud and exciting. Really and you know, it. You know, I'm, I'm 12, so, you know. Oh, God. My, you know, the, the, I'm, I'm fine with, you know, exciting music, and we're all jumping around and having fun, and the, the preacher is, is the shoutiest preacher I've ever met. And then we get to the end, and they do the invitation, and, you know, the whole crowd goes down. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. like, where are you all going? Come to Jesus. Yeah, and then they, they basically have a Jesus mosh pit right there around the pulpit. And, Jesus mosh pit. Well, they are. They're, 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 they're jumping up and down in That's tongues. Awesome. They're 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 slinging the spirit at one oh, another like it's water doing, balloons. They were doing the tongue talking in tongue. Yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. In tongue. yeah that's that. stuff, that stuff's freaky, man. Hey, so, hey, and, and um, then I saw my aunt who had had a heart attack, who had just had a heart surgery. Mm. Preacher laid his hands on her, and down she went like a sack of potatoes. I had mm-hmm. never seen anyone get slain in the spirit before. Mm-hmm. I thought someone was dead. I yeah, ran. I have never ran from a church in my life before then, but I ran from that church. So, so, so from that lens of of, of it being traumatic, those are all very, very true and very, very real experiences. Sure. That that said, you know, as I got older, I learned to understand and appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, those things. Um, and which is interesting that you say magical, you know, Catholic, you know, it, because. Um, it being one of the largest, um, you know, uh, faith-based, you know, groups. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in fact, um, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, empires. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it, you know, it. it I, I've, I've got a lot of uh, opinions uh, about about, you know, how that shaped, you know, society. But but one of the things that that I learned in college was um, that. One of the things that made it so easy for um, people of African descent uh, to to be uh, a Catholic 
was that um, it, it, it had a lot of similarities uh, with, with the traditional, um, you know, occult, uh, um, you know, uh, um, uh, spiritual uh, systems. Um, from from West Africa mm. um, and 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 some some parts of, of northern and eastern Africa. I mean Africa in general. We just say that the, that the continent has uh, a similarity, um, you know, in and of itself. Uh, 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 one of one of one of which being, um, obviously, you know, there's 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 music and music is the catalyst to you know invoke you know the the, the spirit and different parts, different divisions of the spirit and awareness and things mm-hmm. like that. Which um, is not the only thing, but it seems to be the most popular, at least, um, you know, from the outside looking in, you're like, wow, this is a really, really musical experience. If you're going to go to a black church, you're going to hear some good music, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, but we're talking about Catholic and uh, um, and how and good fo- and good food is mm-hmm. what I found. Out. <laughs> well, you know, folks. hey, Good Friday, you go to a Catholic church, but you're getting fed some really good fish. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Um, and and yeah, another really um, awesome um, you know memory of, of of you know being with my grandmother or you know my mom or she you know asking family members to bring us a plate you know because mm-hmm. we couldn't get out for whatever reason it was a thing you know Good Friday you're eating some fish yeah. absolutely um, but the you know you had the pantheon of of, of deities um, and um, that 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 you know for all intents and purposes, it would be considered polytheistic. Um, it, it, it's, 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 it's a thing that's, that's true. You know, th- we're talking many um, in, um, energies here, but, mm-hmm. um, but what people don't understand is that these are all parts of one thing, right. one entity. And I think that that's where a lot of, you know, uh, the negative stereotypes and stuff like that uh, gets, um, gets thrown on to you know, uh, well, traditional African uh, religions and Catholicism. In fact, they're 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 spoken in the same way a, a lot of times. They're like the saint this, saint that, you know. But it made it really easy uh, for someone of African descent to apply their their um, traditional. Um, I guess ans- the you know the Catholic African saints are, are similar to the ancestor worship. In a way. Not only that, it's just it, and 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 well and and well, of course, worship. That's a pretty sticky word. Yeah, too. I, I guess you know. reverence <clears throat> would be. A yeah, there you term. go. There you go. And at least you, you're, you're, um, you know, the music was that was one way to invoke those energies, uh, thereby allowing someone to go into trance and 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 um, and focus on a specific um, goal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, uh, because this specific deity or, or saint holds the the power or holds the key, mm-hmm. you know, to this specific. Uh, part of your consciousness and awareness <clears throat> um and uh and, and and of course certain songs you know were used to to um you know to lead uh that 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 trance well it's, um, it, you know it's difficult for me to envision humans entering into a spiritual situation without music mm-hmm. i mean i've not heard of i mean i've spent my whole life in various spiritual situations and the one constant in every, no matter how bizarre the situation I found myself in, is that humans use music to invoke their spirit, to to bring themselves into that sort of spiritual focus and and focusing on the internals and on the mm-hmm. and on those things. Music is a requirement for mm-hmm. that almost. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And if it's not music, or say it's some sort of sound, mm-hmm. uh, vibration, 
you know what I mean? It could be one tone, um, mm-hmm. you know. Or you know. one phrase, one repeated mm-hmm. phrase. It's mm-hmm. the, the idea of the call and response mm-hmm. between a between a, a, a that person in front of an, a crowd and mm-hmm. the crowd that's with them. Mm-hmm. And, and when you turn, you add breathing or, or singing into the into the mix where there, there are some things that happen that maybe you're not aware of it. But, you know, as, as, as some of the, you know, uh, the elders might say, you know, things that you know that you don't know that you know start to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A certain part of you starts to then uh, take over. And all of a sudden you're like, uh, you're in this uh, parallel universe that, that, that exists but somehow you can't explain it, uh, you know, when you're out of trance. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you're, you're, you stay in trance and you do it consistently. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you become a changed person and you can, you know, somehow talk to the to the to the the, the deepest and, and the most you know uh, 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 sophisticated you know minds about things that happen you know below the surface and and and, and, I, and I find that first of all intriguing if even if I'm, I'm not a, a, a participant you know of it which which I, I seem to you know be involved in in, in, in situations and uh, practices like that uh, you know an awful lot even you know whether it's something that I, I, I initiate or, or you know people that are close to me initiate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, 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 it does it, it does make me feel like I, I belong to something to you know to someone. And when I'm and and, 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 and when I speak someone, I'm I'm talking about the you know the universal consciousness, you know being yeah. you know God and things like that. And um, that 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 is that's that's when you really know that that what you're doing, you know, is 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 moving someone, moving something. And, and, and that it's worth worth your while. Even know. if it's just really some intrinsic part of yourself. Yep. But it has to feel external to sure. really kind of build that sense of meaning. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Heck, man. I mean, you know, there, all of a sudden, you know, you, 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 you use that as your lens to, you know, to, to, to explain your life. You got yourself a story, a really exciting story at that. Absolutely. So I want to talk, uh, I, I, as much as I'm enjoying kind of talking about the spiritual abstractness, I want to talk. Turn to something a little bit more concrete. Okay. Given that you grew up in, in you grew up in Louisville. Mm-hmm. You've lived here in Lexington. Where did you go to college, Marcus? I went to University of Kentucky. You My first college, college, yeah, was uh, Alcorn State. Though I went there on a on a full vocal scholarship, and I was there for a couple of years, and decided to transfer to UK, okay. where I majored in um, music, uh, vocal performance, and opera. Um, and uh, yeah, that was an exciting. You know, <laughs> so came to so came to Lexington for the for college and just kind of stayed here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. we got absorbed, <laughs> as did we. Yeah, yeah we come we, from yeah. we come from uh, another distant part of Kentucky and came here and got absorbed. I think but, that's cool, man. Well, we, we like it. Yeah. So, but a lot of people that we talk to that that were that our audience here, we have people who listen in from all over. We have a lot of people who sometimes who may be listening in who have never really spent any time in Louisville or maybe not spent any time in the the West End of Louisville in particular. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we really kind of want to do is shine a lot in places where maybe our listeners don't have a lot of experience and help Mm -hmm. give them a little bit of of context. Well, you're talking to to the right person. I mean, I I was born in South Louisville, uh, but I lived a lot of my life in West West Louisville. And uh, I've, I've lived just about everywhere in Louisville. So why don't you give us an idea of what it's like to, to grow up as an African-American in, in Louisville and 
you know, in, and in Kentucky generally, what it, what the African American experience is like. Can you give us some insights? Well, I can give you some. Yeah, um, I know that you're you're just one person yeah. with one point of view, and there's <laughs> sure. a lot of differences. Yeah, and the best way that I can, unfortunately, um, you know, <laughs> is to give you specific, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, experiences that sure. that you know, um, and and hopefully I won't I won't go too far off on a tangent as I tend as I, I, I tend to do. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll segue, we'll use, the, you know, the Catholic Church as a, as a good segue point into talking more specifically about that. Mm-hmm. I went to Catholic Church for um, all of my middle school life. Right. Uh, excuse me, Catholic school, um, um, you know, all of middle school. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, you know, I went for two years to the school called, you know, St. Dennis, and it's, it's no longer um, uh, operating. Uh, St. Dennis Catholic Church was um, was obviously the, the the home church of the school, and we'd have church every Friday. Right. And um, that was an interesting experience, just being just hearing another kind of of, of, of Catholic um, church mass. Mm-hmm. Um, the social um, experience there was interesting in that. Um, I was one of maybe ten African American kids that, that went to that school. Okay. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Um, South Louisville is a little different anyway. Um, I it, it's it, and it's I would say it heavily split. Um, you know, you got your, <laughs> but then there's there's a nice little area where where there's a you know there's a mixture. There's always those areas where it's like that spectrum and there's a, that, the that, that blending middle point, point yeah. the blending point. Uh, and I can I can give you lots of examples of those in Louisville. Um, uh, and just like just like here, um, you know, there there was racism. Um, there's also there's interesting sort of point where you know the, the you know where where the 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 commonalities were were were, were vaguely. Um, they were they were they were they were actually glaringly uh, obvious um, on on one on one end where you know you had obviously the the human experience is the human experience mm-hmm. um, you know you had your basic you know your your, your school day and then you know you, you know maybe maybe you played football maybe you played basketball maybe you were in the choir or maybe you just were an outcast <laughs> <laughs> I've had a little bit of all of that um, and I've also um, had 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 uh, moments when um, I just I couldn't I didn't feel like I, I could establish establish any common ground with anyone, um, and 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 I think you know a lot of people have those kinds of experiences. A lot of them end up being artists, um, and you know thinkers, outliers, people who actually end up charting their own you know kind mm-hmm. of path. Um, I, I I would venture to say you guys are probably um, you know in, in in some ways you know have, you guys have always you know kind of trotted your own path oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this is not yeah. your conventional no, no. way of, way no. of living or, or, <laughs> you know. no um, we, we've built a podcast studio in our weird office so yes this <laughs> is not yeah. this is not normal we'll we agree try. to that we so try, we try not to be your typical hillbillies yeah okay <laughs> i you know i spent a lot of time in, at home too you know i you know i was always drawing and writing and um, and things like that and i looked always look forward to the holidays that's when i hung out with my cousins and things like that um I was kind of sheltered uh, early on in my life, which kind of, in, in a way, made me a little fearful of people, which was weird. I know that feeling. Because I'm, 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 an, I'm an extrovert. I really right. am an extrovert. But it's just that I've lived so internally for such a long time, 
a lot of things that I, I ended up revealing on the outside was strange to people. You know what I mean? You talk, mm-hmm. you might have strange thoughts. I mean, when you're when you have your own, when you're in your own space and you're on, you, you actually entertain a lot of those thoughts, which are end yeah. up being really cool. And when, right? but when you're not comparing them to anybody else, Somebody right? Can but come when you're in, in front go, of them, you know, you're talking that they're like, man, that was uh, that was that was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's I've, weird. If I had a nickel for every time somebody has said, you know, that was interesting, <laughs> that was really weird. Yeah. I would have at least a few nickels. So. Sure. So, and, and, then, and then, of course, there was a time in my life when I just got tired of being an outcast and I just wanted to be like everyone else. And uh, I, can, I can probably, I can, I can um, give you, or, or, or let's just say, map out how my life, you know, looked, uh, you know, um, just, just looking at, you know, the grades or, or fo- following, following my, uh, my life, um, uh, um, you know, where I lived or, or where, where, where I went to school, um, you know, I could usually keep up with what was going on, you know, using, using that kind of logic. But well, um, this album came out this time, so I was going to, uh, yeah, and this, this is around the time my brother graduated high school or yep. whatever. You yeah, know. it's all God posts. Right. It's all. Uh-huh. Exactly, yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Um, so what I'm thinking, um, that around the same time that I was trying to be cool, <laughs> I think I was <laughs> always trying to be cool. Honestly, that's just be. Well, I was always trying to be. I was always trying to be me, right? Yeah. And I you grew up in I the nineties cool. with the rest of us when all of us were trying to be cool and <laughs> failing yeah. miserably. Man, but there were so many examples of like like different kinds of cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. luckily, I had Prince. He was on the woo. You can't you know get much I mean? cooler like, than Prince. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, wow, you can't get any weirder than Prince. And I thought I was pretty darn weird. So I was like, he, I, I, could, I could really see a lot of myself in him. For many many reasons, uh, just because of this, well, you know, um, interesting um, uh, uh, situations with uh, you know, you know, figuring out your identity and and and, and trying to uh, basically just be honest with yourself and, and still you know be happy with what you're doing. Um, Plus, you know. I mean, there's probably some comparisons between Minnesota and Kentucky. To I wouldn't doubt it. You know, I wouldn't to, doubt it at all. To be sort of growing up in in that, you know, it's not you're not on the coast, and you know, you're mm-hmm. not in a super big city. And mm-hmm. I can see some comparisons there, yeah. just sort oh. of uh, uh, demographically. There's yeah, the word demographically. I, I mean, I'm sure there might be some ancestral things. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, I mean, it's very Native American. You know, you're on the you know Lake Minnetonka is is, mm-hmm. is pretty. Yep. You know, you know, there it, it's the 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 there there's there's some I don't know a whole lot about 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 Minnesota, but, but I know yeah that, I know, mean Kentucky it's, you know being being one of those you know and uh, and nobody owned himself quite like Prince mm-hmm. I mean it's Prince true. owned himself in a so complete way it mm-hmm. was just impressive mm-hmm. I think he's one of the most musical genius people that's ever lived I, I easily I, I mean prince is just i've been a prince fan since so i was a little kid so yeah I, to say he's changed my life would be i mean that, that, mm. that he shaped her because I mean, he shaped it yeah yeah. yeah yeah he's always been there and when he died i was just uh i was i was beside myself i was not it, I, I really went through it it was interesting i'd never no, met I, the dude I, understand. <laughs> but I was really really I, sad i went with the same thing with tom petty that's my oh mom. god yeah i, I was I, upset too i literally Brian will tell you, I literally cried for like two weeks because he's yeah. like literally my hero. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, well, it affected yeah. me too. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, my, my, I mean, I've, I've gone through some really, um, I've gone through a lot of really interesting ups and downs, uh, and but but Wildflowers, that album, <laughs> really uh, got me through a lot of it. All, oh, all the rest is coming out here a week from today. 
All the rest? All the yeah, they're d- Wildflowers. Wildflowers was originally intended to be a double album. Oh, yep. no, comes, really? Yeah. Oh, out, that's exciting. Comes out on the 16th. Thank yep. you for telling me that. Yep. Yep. Okay, We're, well, let me get back to the answer. The, okay, go ahead. Answer <laughs> question. I'm ADHD. It's really easy for me to get off the rails. So you guys were really, <laughs> thanks for helping me. <laughs> no, um, no, but uh, living uh, in, in Louisville as an African-American male, um, I, you know, I don't really have any other way to describe it um, because I don't, I don't know how living in any other place, I don't know how it would be for, I don't, I don't really know how, what it's like being African American for anyone else other than myself. Yeah, I guess and you can't really compare it easily to like growing up in Compton or Brooklyn well, or anywhere else. Yeah, well, you got colorism that's in, within the, you know, black, the black community where, you know, you're like, if you're light, light, light skin, you know, people were perceived as weaker. We were weaker. We weren't. We, you know, um, you know, in, in perception-wise, we had to fight a lot. It was interesting. You know, uh, it, it's it's almost kind of like uh, we were the uh, sort of the uh, uh, um, what would you call it? The uh, the bastard child that that was just kind of um, we we were we were we were we were we we were able to. Um, Allow you know our darker brothers and sister, sisters to exercise their demons, you know, and <laughs> and, and, and their disdain for for, for uh, you know uh, you know white supremacy and, and, and oppression and and they, they you know there there wasn't a really there wasn't a safe way to 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 to, to do that um, other than just like you know from the basic instinct black people yeah just yeah the basic them. instinct would be like okay you know um, self preservation I need to survive I need what I need and want what I want. You know, you know, you're gonna you're trying to get that girl. Well, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you know, being being African American is difficult when it's when when it when it comes to trying to figure out um who you are and and where your beauty lies and 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 kind of dispelling that whole lie about about um, you know, classic beauty as, as is represented, you know, like on, on European television. standards. Yeah, European thing. standards. Even though standard beauty is beauty, right? I mean, and but 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 for whatever reason, um, because we did see it so much through the lens of, of white people, uh, that everything well that because looked white people more controlled white, the TV the yeah, TV right, lenses, right? So. so 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 things that looked more white were more accepted, and things that looked more black, well, well, first of all. Certain things are just undeniable. You can't deny certain things. You know what I mean? But 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 the the the, the deep seated, um, you know, desire to be accepted, um, is is there. And um, man, I, it's it's really hard. It's it's a that's a hard topic. That's a hard I, that's a hard that's a hard question to answer. Quite honestly, that it's would a, be that's a, a lifetime of. That's uh, an aspect I never really thought about until you just said that. Is like, as a as a black man, it it would be you would be searching for acceptance. Am I right about that? Mm-hmm. Okay, that that makes sense to me. I mean, you know, we're like I had when I was growing up. I had family in Chicago and Vegas, mm-hmm. and you know, when I got there, they they, oh, did you all wear shoes? Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, right. I know that's not the same. Oh no, but it's not I the same that, level, but I it's still it. <laughs> it, and it and it's still the it's that same kind of. Yeah, uh, do you build houses out of paper, out of cardboard boxes. Well, no, it was the shoes thing that used to make me so mad. I'm like, <laughs> would you like to come to my house? I mean, it's just you know. But uh, so, huh, I just never really thought about that, that that perspective before. Maybe we can frame this a little differently. Can, let's talk about what it was like coming from going coming from Louisville to Lexington. Mm. 
What? How would you define the differences? How would you define it compared to, to Le- Lexington as compared to Louisville? Well, as segregated as Louisville is and was and is in some sort, you know, well, yeah, it, it, you know, it's a, it's there. different. It's different because, you know, you had people, black, uh, black people in positions of power that were more visible in Louisville. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, um, you know, uh, there were, you know, e- you know, black economies. Um, you know, in certain parts of, of Louisville that were more apparent. Maybe they were bigger. Maybe, you know, the property, um, you know, or, or the, you know, white flight was a real thing. So, you know, maybe the infrastructure was different. Right. And, uh, you know, the scene is, as there was an influx of African-American people moved in to a certain area and, and then, you know, there's All the white people leave over. out and then... Even there's another place being established over here, mm. you know... Something, something, Bill. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, now that you know, which um, you know, it's not the only reason, but w- which is probably the the reason why um, you know uh, Louisville Metro has gotten so 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 big um, because there are so many you know so many you know it's just Louisville is just this continuous it con- so many suburbs to grow, so many suburbs and stuff yeah um, but. Um, yeah, the and how would you define Lexington? Um, Lexington, it, it, I, I for the longest time I, I saw Lexington as just a college town. Sure. Yeah. That, you know what I mean. There are yeah, so many people that, that you'd meet. Yeah. That you think that that you take for granted that you're gonna see, and then they graduate and then you don't. And they're gone. They're, yeah. You know, yeah. there's so many people from out of state. I guess coming in through the college would definitely would enhance that even more. Yeah, it's a different experience, and then. Um, you know, when I wasn't in college and then, you know, suddenly I moved back to Lexington and I'm just, you know, and, you know, back into, you know, the workforce. And it, it is a little bit of a different experience, um, almost depressing experience uh, because, you know, it's it, then you're just um, you're having to, to, to reestablish where you belong or, you know, where to go to feel some sense of you know, connection and, and community and things like that. I, I'm, I'm lucky in that I, 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 I discovered those things. I mean, and, and, it, and it took years to, to, to build those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it's all over the place, you know. Uh, you know, black people, white people, you know, native people, uh, you know, of, of all, you know, uh, persuasions. You know, we uh, see one another as, as, you know, brothers and sisters, the artist community, um, to me, is, is a pretty tight-knit community. I don't know, I don't know a whole lot about it um, in Louisville. I know my, my experiences as a, as a youth, mm-hmm. and of course my, my relatives and friends that are still doing those kind of things there. But, you know, if I were to go back, the first place that I would go to, to feel that way would be Bargetown Road or, you know, the Highlands, mm-hmm. which is pretty much where I went anyway when I wanted to get away from, from you know, you know my, my, my neighborhood and just kind of just be submerged in the things that I enjoyed. So what, once upon a time, there's a place called Twice Told um, Coffee Shop. Um, and then right next to that was a Twice Told Bookseller's, which sold old jazz records. And I could mm. stay in there all day. Found your element there, thing. didn't you? Yeah. And yeah. I, I'd, I'd go take my backpack with my little, you know, trail mix and a couple of books, you know, notebooks, you know, to write. Right across the street on Bonnie Castle, um, was a place called Kente International, uh, owned by the Uthmans, 
which basically they were um, Sweeney's, and Sweeney's is a big is a big name in the West West End. Um, they owned a lot of property, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they get you know. So I'd say I'd say that they're they're definitely you know the Sweeney's were were they were they were like the uh, the ro- royalty Louisville royalty we'll say, and uh, <laughs> they they got a lot of things. They they you know half of their family Muslim. Uh, they 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 traveled a lot. Excuse me. Half half of that family was Muslim, and they traveled a lot, and uh, so they'd established you know a lot of relationships um, you know with with you know West African and Central African um, uh, merchants, and so they brought back the culture there, which of course during the you know it just like just like here probably you know there was that 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 uprising or the that um, rise of uh, Black consciousness that happened, and and you know it happened due to music, happened due, um, you know the books and the you know the the upheavals that was that was going on. All of that uh, played into uh, the way that the the the, the African American cultural community developed, and they were they were they were at the forefront of it. And so that place, Kente International. Was responsible for a lot of my um, education and and African spirituality, African identity, aside from uh, the Catholic Church being deeply connected uh, still to that um, too, where um, you know we were a captive audience for all of the people in the community, uh, you know, of, of all different kinds of, uh, of persuasions. So um, we 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 got it all being 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 in the Catholic church and, 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 and growing up um, in, in the West End, uh, you got a lot of different um, different uh, flavors, we'll say, different, uh, um, different, different, different experiences, different uh, perspectives. Uh, so so uh, tell you what, why don't, we, why don't we change the subject a little? Let's talk a, bit, a little bit about, more about your music. Okay. So you, when did you decide that I, – I, you mentioned that you've always been kind of musical. You grew up in the church singing in the choir, mm-hmm. uh, played the drums, then got into the – fiddled mm-hmm. around with the piano before you finally started playing the guitar. Mm-hmm. When did you decide that this was something more than just to do for your own sake, to kind of – you wanted to elevate it and, and start giving music to the rest of us? What, what, was, what was involved in that decision? I think I'd always been a, a songwriter. That's always been something that I've done, uh, just sort of as a, you know, it's almost kind of like a condition. Like I literally would make a song out of anything. Um, going to school for it was was pretty, you know, I was just, you know, it, it that and, and and that that opened up a new new way of, of of thinking about music even, and 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 exposed me to a lot of composers that I now uh, revere as as, you know, um, really just important, you know, composers uh-huh. at least that that have all the elements that I look for. Um, the healing elements too, which is interesting. You know, we're talking French Romantic composers. Um, you know, twentieth um, uh, century uh, uh, composers, um, and you got you know obviously, you know the Celtic stuff, old you know, world you know music, twelfth century, fourteenth century, medieval. All of that you know um, really really spoke to my penchant for like ancestral sounds and music and and and. And, and connection to like people that the, the unseen, you know, um, and uh, once I think my my the, w- w- it started when I was in high school and I started writing a lot of poetry, mm-hmm. and then I started hitting the skins, you know, uh, on, on those traditional drums, 
And uh, and then I listened to a lot more Stevie Wonder than I had. I was raised on Stevie Wonder, but then I started listening to a lot more, more more Earth, Wind, and Fire than I had listened. I was raised, you know, on that. But then I started purposely looking for those records, and and uh, in a more Prince, obviously, more mm-hmm. Hendrix at this point, Miles Davis, Sarah Vaughan. A lot of those artists had all of that in them, and so just having all of that just flushed, you know. In, 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 in my system, you know, intermingling with all the things that already existed and the, and the part of me that knows that didn't know that I knew, mm-hmm. you know, was, was, was just kind of like becoming alive. I knew that it was something that I always wanted to do for the rest of my life. And so in college, even though I was having, you know, social issues and, you know, maybe, you know, I had a, had a, had a, a couple of good years there, a couple of bad years there, um, I knew that I was going to figure out a way to, to, to write the purest stuff that I could possibly write. And I know, and I knew that as I kept playing that I would get more proficient, but I knew that also, um, regardless of, of, of the, the, the level of proficiency, that I was gonna be creating something on my own. And that as long as I kept doing it, that I knew that it, w- it, would, it would continue to be a, a huge part you know, of my life. And, that I knew that I would be doing something meaningful. Usually, it always starts with the lyric. It always starts with the the the, uh, the the poetry, the writing, and so that was the pure part. The song was the pure part, and no, and and and, and when 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 I started to to understand that that in between that part that 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 brings the 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 lyric, the word, and the and the music together is really the the um the language um. The experience, the emotion, um, uh, the 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 um, that that the way the way that I that that I re- respond to the earth around me, the world around me, is really what made my music unique. In everyone's music, mm-hmm. you know, it's that expression and a unique expression is what you look for, you know, in in, in music, you know, something Absolutely. to feel, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That visceral, you know, cathartic. You know, part of it. You can almost say, it, though, you can almost say it's a religious experience. Absolutely, yeah. and, 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 and and you know, even though a lot of our musicians that we view is like, oh my God, they're like mm-hmm. pinnacle, and it's it's interesting how uh, no matter how you know um, uh, proficient or how um, virtuistic their music, you know, uh, became, you know, it really came down to the very finite and simple, um, you know, part uh, of music that, that, that people could relate to. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really, it, it was a roundabout way of getting to that, 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 that center. But that's, that's exactly how life, that's, that's what life is, right? It's, it's, it's there. It's, it's simple and complex all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, you, 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 know, you, you know, someone some diamond in the rough coming up out of, you know, someplace in eastern Kentucky who, who had never had a lesson, you know, discovers a new way of playing or a new way of expressing something. Yep. And all of a sudden, you know, after so many decades, it becomes a, a genre, and mm-hmm. now people are going to school to study it. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It comes full circle from yeah. being completely outside of the academic study to have now been absorbed by academia and now let's try to figure out the elements and how this works yeah yeah and and um you know and it goes back to like when you were by yourself and you were thinking about all the things you were thinking that seemed weird to other people but somehow is that it's it's all those things that are working in there um that 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 
spring upon this uh, sort of awakening for most people who are hearing your, your, your music, where, where for you, it was just the way that you were making sense of the world. Mm-hmm. You know? and I think that it. that's beautiful. Yep. I yep. think it's, golly, it's, it's the best. When you, when you discover an artist that like, man, that guy is, he's doing something exciting. I can relate to it, but then again, there's something there that, that, that I'm familiar with, but I didn't know, I couldn't, I, I didn't think I believed that it existed, but, but he just, he's just, he's doing that. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's you this know? thing I always believed in, but never really knew thought was real. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there it is. He had, the, it has become manifest thanks mm-hmm. to this artist. You mean other yeah. people feel the way I do? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's so cool, man. And they well, do. They, they talk about, you know, writing in general is the art of proving that other people exist. Mm. You know, the idea of of humanizing you in my head, the, mm. the best way to do that is through some sort of artistic expression mm-hmm. that lets me understand you and, and kind of get a feel for you. Yeah, man. And, uh, <laughs> I like the so idea cool. of a, the song as a, as, a carth- as a cathartic experience that can go viral. Like, you can have a catharsis, and then you can transform that into a song mm-hmm. that may help me have a catharsis. Yes. And may help a thousand, thousand other people for the next 200 years. Well, yeah, man. Think about all the lives that Prince and Tom Petty touched. God, I absolutely. mean, they were they were some two of the best songwriters. Yeah, man. And I can, Brian will tell you, I'm like, so you why is he, why, why is he writing my soundtrack, you know? <laughs> right. How did this yeah, guy get yeah. access to my thoughts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. So, so uh, I saw you brought a banjo along with you today. Yeah. wonder if you'd uh, w- w- want to play something for us here. Sure, yeah. Let me, uh, okay, so I'm going to make this mic live. Okay. And we're going to point it at him there a little bit. Yeah. There you right. go. Uh, this song is uh, it's called uh, Washed Away. And uh, it, it's, it's, you know, as some songs tend to be, they're kind of epic, but I've kind of shortened it. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, for for the listeners, um, I I play claw hammer style um, banjo, and um, the the way this the banjo is is tuned, I kind of just discovered it. So I wouldn't, you know, there have been people that ask me, hey, you know, what's what's that tuned to? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's tuned to what sounds right to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah you put that where where it works yeah, best. Where Yes, the pain it will visit here every time that you visit here, cause it's all the dust exists here, yes it is. It ain't like that she'll give you all the love she tried to give you, is the love she used to live through what you did, what you did. Yes, the baby's love for daddy, and there ain't no way for daddy to embrace the love for daddy as daddy lived. It is locked up in a safe box with the pictures and the love notes. 
comes and one to stay before them someone here someone here Other fields that you feel here better harbor them, conceal here better save all those feelings for another day. You can't make the love return here. Best thing that you do is learn here. All the bridges that you burn here washed away, washed away with the stream and the dream and the farm and the yard. You can let the raindrops slay you. You can let the raindrops change you. Though there's not the worse that you've been through, not at all. You can either stay there, let them fall. Let them fall. When you think that you Hold him tight. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. I don't think I've ever heard a. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard a banjo played quite that way with the. I, I know I have it. I've been. I was sitting there trying to figure out how you're making a sound come out there while you're beating on it at the same time. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's. I know, but it's just it's cool. Thank you. That it's 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 called African claw hammer. Um, I think the further you get, you know, um, you know, past the Mason Dixon line, they 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 call it flailing. Okay, um, yeah, I've heard that that mm -hmm. term, yep. And and it's a, a way of this the the your approach is that you come down on one finger. You know, and you 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 you're kind of like okay. using your fingernail as a hammer, but also the thumb. And the thumb is is a 
where, where you're where you're you're um, you're plucking the what they call the drone string, um, and you're hitting this part of of, of the the pan, mm-hmm. um, you know, for rhythm, and it goes back to like, you know, 12th century, you know, yeah. West Africa, where they played uh, instruments like the ngoni and um, you know, kontink and all the other incarnations that that look like this, where the neck was um, was was may have may have been able to house two or three strings. Um, but there was always a drone string that was played, uh, you know, to sort of keep you kind of like in in, in, in trance. Which mm-hmm. uh, my, my, my my guess is where they got the drone, you know, you know, kind of kind of idea from anyway. It's you know. that head bobbing effect. Mm-hmm. It's the uh huh, and it's got you know it, it keeps the rhythm, mm-hmm. um, and it just makes this this the instrument what it is. It's a weird instrument. It's not exactly a guitar. It, it, you know, it's a... And you're not playing it, it like our like our bluegrass friends would play banjo either. No, it's not. Yeah. It looking like a banjo. It's not, you're not really playing it like a like a traditional person would play sure. a banjo. Well, yeah. I mean, some people would argue that, that flailing is a traditional style. I, I'm, I, but, yeah, but, but I mean bluegrass, like sure. how bluegrass artists sure. play. But even That's then, what, even, even some, but you're right. You're actually right. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard very few... Blue people who would consider themselves traditional bluegrass and playing in bluegrass bands, you know, mm-hmm. play in that in that that way. But I can tell you, I can name I can name you several artists that that do play Paul Hammer oh, that yeah. do participate in, in in that in that style, uh, that play in bluegrass um, settings. Um, and uh, but yeah, yeah, um, this is considered uh, for all intents and purposes a membrano bone because it has. Traditionally, uh, these instruments had some sort of membrane on them, just like a, a drum like head. a drum would. Yeah. So you know the the skin on here. This is fiber skin. This is Remo, but um, uh, you you know I've I've got an old time banjo that's got probably squirrel skin on it or something like mm-hmm. that, or some groundhog. It, it, Not know. our fr- yeah. We had our, our we had when we went and saw Carly Manier, She had a like a hundred and fifty year old banjo, a mandolin banjo mm-hmm. that she played for us. Yeah. The really one, well, the one that I have is from nineteen oh one. Still more than a hundred years old. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so you know, it's it's we have a really interesting history here as a species, don't we? Mm-hmm. Where we've not been very kind to one another, but we've also been influenced by so much of of, of who we are, and and, and and it's interesting that 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 uh, you know another another part of that which you know we we don't always look at, but you know, are are we're so closely related, mm-hmm. especially here in in, in this in this state um you know we could probably do a lot more deeper uh uh genealogy work and find out that that you know that half of our family is from one side and the in the mm-hmm. next and so Absolutely. there's also that deep connection too the ancestral connection is very very deep and where even though we have these these um these issues <laughs> socially um if we could get over those issues which first of all we have to acknowledge them yeah. <laughs> that's the they hardest are there part. And they yeah. are, yeah. yeah. That's, that's no mean feat you're talking about mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and 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 but but then we'd realize that oh, wow, um, we're we're the same. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's something that uh, I think most people should realize as they get older is that we're all the same. We really are. Human I mean, experience it's, is it's human experience. Exactly. Uh, one of the things that uh, Charles Booker, one of the pop- popular politicians from Louisville, was. It, with his whole hood to the holler thing is drawing the comparisons and i mean the 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 desperate people from the hollers of eastern kentucky are just as desperate as as the you know the people from the hood over in the west side of louisville it, it's the correlations are there mm-hmm. and and same enemy and we we should all we should all be trying to embrace our our uh 
commonalities more so than our differences. You Absolutely. Know? Frankly, I, I, when I when I see my mount, my people who are still in the mountains who forget the fact that just a generation ago we were souping up cars so that we could make runs in the middle of the night to to uh, ferry alcohol. illegal moonshine from <laughs> from where they'd made it in the mountains to where they were selling it, mm-hmm. and you know we souped up cars because we wanted to run from the cops yeah. and you know to to real and then to 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 have forgotten that that you know we are. We are a people that is is built in descent. You know, we are. You know, we we are those that that group of people too. And to have forgotten it, just because the people who are currently having to descent from the police look a little different from us is, is mm-hmm. frustrating to me. Well, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, but no, no. It, well, yeah, because that's a complete. Um, um, a, a, a complete um, uh, 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 departure from reality, mm-hmm. <laughs> really. You know, it's it's really like a refusal, is. a refusal to acknowledge what's real. Like you're literally making a choice to not go so far in in your in your in your education. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you mean it is it is what I've always said in, in selective ignorance. Yeah, the willful yeah. ignorance. Willful, yeah, yeah you know, um, in willful ignorance. It's something that I couldn't I couldn't understand, but. Being that you know, it's like you don't necessarily you don't you don't you don't voluntarily run into traffic, right? You know what I mean? I guess you you you, you wouldn't. Well, we know some people growing up who who may have. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you know what I mean. You, you you put yourself in situations sometimes so you can experience these things. I I, I didn't have a choice. You know what I mean? Like you know, I grew up yeah. with this skin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And 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 and, un- and interestingly enough, you know. I, Sometimes I wasn't dark enough. I wasn't black enough for, for, for black people, and I wasn't you know white enough. And for certainly, white you weren't white enough for, to be a white person. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 you know, when when I saw, you know, the similarities in, in those experiences, you know what I mean. Just just growing up, you know, it made me sort of wonder, made me sort of wonder what 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 it was for other people, what it was like for you know for people who who didn't look like me, like you know it. I, I, I tried to even really a, a, a lot on some on, in some ways abandon the conversation because it just it, it is useless to me, you know, knowing that you know here I am walking around breathing, putting my pants on the same way another person puts my pants. It's really hard for me to to or you know to to, to render the the, um, the the level of patience that that it takes to explain. It- or, or you know what I mean, or yeah. or, or, or try, or, or even even try to prove oneself worthy of of, of conversation. I'll and, just and start a conversation to... with someone, and if it, it appears that that the conversation is not getting anywhere, then okay, then I'll just move on. But I just, who has time, you know, to take that back home? And and, and but 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 we do. Yeah, yeah. the the inner the extra energy that's just required to just just to sort of live with the circumstance has got to be draining. Yeah. All right. So as we're dry, drawing to the close here, we've been talking for a good long while. I, yeah, hopefully honestly, you got something out of my. my oh, I know. we got several we, things out of this. Don't feel bad. <laughs> honestly, I could sit here and talk to you all day. Yeah, oh, right on. Yeah. So yep. I look down and go, like, oh, really God, we're almost to an hour. I should probably cut this off at some point. <laughs> I'm being a terrible producer. Uh, I, I do want to talk about. Uh, the the present and the future you do you've got a a new video you got a video for the song that we played here on Homefront coming out isn't that correct yes 
Yes. That's uh, for Rec. Is it Requiem for a Spider? What is it? Oh, uh, the song is is <laughs> well. It started off as Norm for the Spider, and then if, uh, you know uh, a, a really close friend of mine was like, "Man, it sounds like Norm the Spider." Just That's what he said. Spider. That's what I thought it was. So I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's it's the spider. Yeah. So yeah, the song, uh, the spider. Um, I'm gonna uh, probably gonna premiere it on the the day before Halloween. Because it does have kind of a Halloweeny feel. I it was. Does. We may have to actually bring it back for a Halloween episode just hey. because, just because we want we want Kentucky based kind of. But and then also kind of spooky or Halloween themed thoughts. That'd be and, cool. I mean, and, and uh, I'll I'll be sure to give you the link to the video. Just so absolutely, we will share that on oh, our yeah. on our Facebook feed as Very well cool. when that comes out and on Very our Twitter cool. feed. I'm really excited about that. So do you have uh, so where can people go to find your music if they're looking for that kind? If well, they're looking um, for more, I've got a YouTube channel and I'm, I've been doing things. Uh, you know, Facebook, mm-hmm. but I, I've yet to complete uh, complete project though i know that we're in the day and age where people are just looking for content and not complete albums which is kind of sad for at least for folks like us mm-hmm. and enthusiasts like us we still look for those complete experiences mm-hmm. um but i'm working on that um but i you can find a, a, a song that i released um in july called that day a juneteenth reflection um you can find that on pretty much all of the uh, the uh, uh, media outlets uh, 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 uh you know spotify itunes I think um, I ran across it on your YouTube channel. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that song. Yeah, awesome. Uh, are, are you mostly a solo performer? You I got, am mostly a solo. You don't have performer. a band or anything. I don't. I have uh, affiliates and you know, a friend of mine, friends of mine who produce uh, both uh, the, the the visual, uh, the video, um, and 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 on the production side of things, where they you know mix and of course um, you know eleven eleven. Uh, it was something. It's something that that you know a lot of a couple of my, me and me and some brothers. We kind of got together uh, and, and, and said, hey, we're going to support each other's works, um, you know, whether we're on each other's, you know, thing or, or we're performing, um, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to, you know, uh, be, be a, a flagship for, for all our, 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 our other musician friends. Be supportive. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it, it, I've, I've not dispelled the whole or, 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 or abandoned the whole notion of, of, of playing with a band. But but as of right now, I just seem to kind of be that that you know. No, you keep doing your thing, guy. man. You you've got so, some, you got some good songs. Keep thank you, man. keep spreading your message. So just that. search YouTube or Facebook for Marcus Wilkerson. YouTube or Facebook. Yep. You want to spell it for our listeners? Oh, um, my my name or yeah, just Mar- yeah, M A R C U S, W I L K E R S O N. You can find Marcus Wilkerson, um, on on YouTube. Marcus L Wilkerson, uh, is it's just my uh my regular um. Uh, Facebook page, but Marcus Wilkerson is my artist page, and that's the one. They can go and uh, like where, that where one, right? They can go and like, yeah. All right. Well, Lexington artist Marcus Wilkerson, we mm-hmm. are uh, we have been great. We have uh, really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks Likewise. for joining us here on Bluegrass Home. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you for having me, guys. All right.